Well, friend, I don't have to tell you this, but in our world, there are all kinds of lists. There are good lists, and there are some bad lists. One bad list that you can be on is a telemarketer's list. Amen? If you're on their list, chances are real good that right around supper time, you're going to get a phone call reminding you that the warranty on your 10-year-old car has expired. Amen? However, consumers have fought back, and we got a list of our own. It's called a do not call list. Praise the Lord. And that's a good list. It's designed to stop them telemarketers from bugging you when you're trying to eat your supper. Amen? You know, if you have a grudge against somebody or you're angry with somebody, you might say, he or she is on my bleep list. In a more serious sense, the mafia puts people on what's called a hit list. You don't want to be on no hit list because that can be a death sentence. I remember once, once, being on the dean's list. And that was a good list because that meant that I made good grades for a change. One list that I hate being on is a waiting list. I hate to wait for what I want. Amen. Who said that? Dylan, countless patients all over the country are on a waiting list. They're waiting on what's called an organ transplant list. They might be waiting for a kidney, a liver, a lung, maybe even a heart transplant. But whether you know it or not, whether it's for good or for bad... Every one of us has our name on a list somewhere. Think of it. Your name's on a birth certificate, and it's recorded on a list at the health department. Your name is on a Social Security Administration list in Washington, D.C. Your name is on an IRS list. For tax purposes. We like that one, don't we? Your name is on a list of driver's licenses at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Your name may even appear on a list here at church that's recorded and records the the date that you were baptized or when you otherwise joined the church in some fashion. So lists are a part of life. And everybody wants to be on a good list. Now, the Bible also mentions a list of sorts. It's really more of a record, a record of names in heaven. And this list, you may or may not find your name recorded there. It's a list of names. It's a list of names and God Himself 
oversees every entry into that list. I bet you didn't know that God keeps a list. But I cannot emphasize how important that this list is. I cannot emphasize to you how extremely important it is for you to know with all certainty that your name appears on this list. And the Bible gives us many certainties regarding this list. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 9 wrote that it is appointed for man to die once, and then comes judgment. And so, everyone has the same fate, so to speak. That is, every person in this room, every person listening online, every person on this planet will die. But it also tells us that every person in this room, every person listening online, and every person on this planet will also be judged. So people need to know. People need to know what's coming if they choose to get their name on the list. But they also need to know what's coming if they choose not. To have their name on this list. And so today, I want to provide you with a few certainties. A few certainties about God's list. What it is. And how you can get your name on this list. So let's read about this best list of all. It's found in Revelation chapter 20. Page 1102, chapter before the last in the Bibles in front of you. Page 1102, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. And the Apostle John writes this vision and says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were open. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in it, and they were judged, each according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Certainties about God's list. The first of which is, there is clearly going to be a judge. Verse 11 spoke about him. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on that throne from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. For there is found no place for them. 
You see, friend, there is coming a time. I believe in the not too distant future. There is coming a time when the greatest, most righteous, most powerful being will pronounce a final judgment. John describes the scene as the great white throne. Who sits on a throne? Say it loud if you know it. A king sits on a throne, and this king is a great king indeed. He is all-powerful, he is all-knowing, and he is ever-present. And no one will be laughing when they come to this great white throne. No one, friend, will be able to tell God what's on their mind. No one, friend, is going to be complaining about how God has been running things down here. Because not only is it a great throne, it's a great white throne. It is a place of incredible purity, unapproachable purity, and human sinfulness in contrast with that kind of perfect purity leaves every person standing before that throne speechless. But notice how the judgment begins in verse 11. Earth and heaven fled away. You see, people are going to realize that the things they were living for on earth are gone forever. They're gone forever. Every single thing that you ever put before God is gone. All of your possessions, they're gone. All of the pleasures, they're gone. All of your popularity, all of your prestige, even your family and children, they're gone. And you are left to stand before God alone. Hear this, my friend. In the end, all you will have is your soul. All that will be left is your soul. No wonder Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, for what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? You see, you'll either put Jesus on the throne of your heart today or you'll stand before His throne in judgment on that day. So the choice is yours. But notice the last phrase there in verse 11. There was found no place for them. In other words, there's no place to hide, friend. There's no place to run. It's just you and God. It reminded me of a man who was drowning and was saved by a fisherman who was in a boat. And about a year later, this man who was drowning got into some legal trouble and he was in the courtroom waiting for a judge. And as the judge entered, lo and behold, you're not going to believe who it was. It was that man who had saved him that day from his boat. And that drowning man said, Boy, am I so glad to see you. And the judge said to him, it doesn't matter that I saved you a year ago. Today, I am your judge. The same Jesus 
who begs you over and over again today to be your Lord is going to be the same one who will be your judge on that day if you reject Him as your Savior. In the end, Jesus will be sitting on His throne. That, my friend, is a certainty. He is the Creator. He's the King. He's in charge. He's the one calling the shots because He is the judge. That's the first certainty about God's list. Is that there will be a judge that we will face. But there's a second certainty about God's list. And that is about the judged. The judged. In verse 12... John writes, I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Jesus is making it clear here that there will be no favoritism for the accused. No one can claim to have the upper hand while they're standing before the great white throne of judgment. Big shots are going to be there, but so are the nobodies. Down and outers are going to be there, but so are the up and comers. The leaders of the world are going to be there, but so are the homeless. The CEOs are going to be there but so are the common laborers. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you thought. This is a certainty. All humanity will be judged in one way or the other. And you'll either be judged by the sins you committed on this earth, or you'll be judged by the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross. It's your choice. I choose Jesus. I choose to place all my faith, all my trust in the work that Jesus accomplished for me on the cross. Notice verse 12. The Bible says that the books were opened and the people were judged by what was written in the books. What books? What books? Well, I believe That those that were unsaved, those that were lost, those that are standing before that great white throne, they are judged by the contents of three books. The first of which I think is more like a a book of works. A list, if you will. A list of a lost person's life. And the Bible says that they are judged according to their works. So if you're lost, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have a family member that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to realize that God is recording their works, that God is recording their sins, and on the day of judgment, nothing will remain hidden. Everything will be an open book. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, the Bible says in verse 14, For God will bring every work into judgment, your, your sins, all your works, Every secret thing, whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether it's good or whether it's evil, it's all going to be opened up before God. Praise God for those who have placed their trust in Jesus. 
Praise God for those that have the wherewithal to submit themselves to Jesus Christ. For our sin has already been judged on the cross. But listen, Christian. Let us beware that just because we've placed our faith and we won't be judged like the lost, we still don't have a license to sin. So the first book by which these will be judged is the contents of this book of works. But then they'll also be judged by the contents of this book. The Holy Bible. In John chapter 12 verse 48, Jesus said, He who rejects me and my words, He who rejects me and my words will be judged by the words which I have spoken in this last day. You see, the Bible, friend, is the standard. It's the standard by which the lost, those that don't know Jesus, will be one day judged. Why? Why would they be judged using this book? Why? Because it's this book that shows the lost how sinful they are. Did you know that's the design of the Bible? Is to show us of our sins? To show how sinful we are. But it also shows God's perfect plan of redemption that could have saved them. It shows God's perfect plan of redemption that could have spared them from the torment of eternal hell. If they'd only opened their heart to the book. But they rejected it. And now they know why they're going. To be eternally separated from God. So... They are judged by the book of works. They are judged by the Holy Bible. But then they are also judged by the contents of the Lamb's book of life. Verse 15, the Bible says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the sea, the lake of fire. In speaking about heaven... John also wrote in Revelation 21, verse 27. Just look over there on the next page. In verse 27 of chapter 21, he wrote, But there shall by no means enter it, enter heaven, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only, say only, but only those who are written on the list. Only those who are written in the Lamb's book. Of life. So the bottom line is this, my friend. If you are truly saved by faith in Jesus Christ, your name's on the list. But if you're not, that is, you have refused and rejected the name of Jesus Christ, you have decided you're not going to live by anybody else's rules, you have not placed your faith in Jesus Christ alone to save you, then your name is not on the list, and friend, you will not go to heaven. That is, my friend, a certainty. Now, of the three certainties about this list, the judge, the judged, this one's the most important. And that is the judgment. At the great white throne, all the lost will be judged according to their own works. There will be no excuses. There will be no alibis. There will be no pardon. 
There will be no adequate defense because your works, the works of the lost, will betray you. For even our best deeds fall woefully short of God's holiness and perfection. Jesus, friend, is the standard. Jesus is the standard by which they will all be compared. Jesus is the standard. And as a result of that incredibly high standard, everyone there at the great white throne will be declared guilty. So this judgment, this judgment's coming. It's coming to many who believe that they're good. See, there's going to be a lot of surprised people at that judgment. A lot of surprised people who think they're good enough to go to heaven. They believe that because they have more check marks in the good column than they do over here in the bad column, God's just got to accept them. But their belief in self-righteousness will be betrayed when they're face to face with the perfect righteousness of God. So their judgment is coming. Coming to many who believe that they're good, but judgment is also coming to many who believe that they're not sinners. You see, there are many who believe that all people are basically good. They think all people are basically good, but God told us that ain't the truth. For His Word says all have sinned. All have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But judgment will also come to some who've been going to church all their lives. Unknowingly, they have become dependent on church attendance for their ticket to heaven. And i got to tell you, friend, while church is an amazing tool, church is a tool designed by God Himself to reach the whole world for His glory, in and of itself, church is a poor ticket to heaven. Going to church... And being good does not guarantee you heaven. Only belief in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ can purchase that ticket you seek. But judgment will also come to many who have procrastinated. It's been said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That one ought to ring a chord with us. There are just too many people who said, I want to get right with the Lord. And they put it off. And they put it off. And they put it off. And then one day they put their foot down and say, that's it. This Sunday, I'm getting saved. But they find out that Sunday comes. And yeah, they're ready. They already died. At the great white throne, nobody can say, 
But God, I didn't have any warning. I didn't get any warning. I'm giving you a warning today. It reminded me of that West Virginia state trooper who pulled over this lady who was going 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, girl? (laughs) Anyway, this state trooper handed her a ticket. And she said, golly, don't they give warnings in West Virginia? And he said, yes, ma'am, they do. All up and down the road, speed limit, 55. Our lifetime has come with it numerous warnings. You come week after week and you hear about the warnings. You hear about the warnings that come not only, not only come to you, but come to your unsaved family members. You hear these warnings that come to you, but they also come to your unsaved neighbor. And that information is available to every person from without in in creation and from within in our conscience. It's available. So judgment will come to many who put it off and put it off. But judgment will also come to many who... Hope for a second chance. Lord, just give me one more chance. Just give me one more chance. Boy, we human beings, we like do-overs, don't we? In golf, golfers love mulligans. Mulligans is a second shot. It's like a cheat shot. Even in baseball, you get three strikes. But remember that verse from Hebrews. For it is appointed for a man to die... Once, and then the judgment. Listen carefully, friend. This life is not a practice drill. This is the real deal you're living. This is it. This is it. This is not a practice flyby. You only get one shot. You only get one shot at this life. And there is absolutely, listen carefully to this, there is absolutely no after-death experience where somehow you pay for your mistakes and God purifies you and prepares you for heaven. There's no such thing as purgatory. It's not in the Bible. Period. It does not exist. Let me be perfectly clear to you. God's grace is available to you now, not later. It's available to you now, not later. So when you die, it's no longer available to you. At that point, you've already made your choice. You have rejected the grace of God. So at the great white throne... Judgment is coming to many who say, I'm basically good. It's coming to many who say, I don't sin that bad. Judgment is coming to many who think that going to church is going to get them to heaven. Judgment is coming to many who put it off and put it off. And judgment is coming to many who hope for a second chance after they die. Ain't happening. But finally... 
Judgment is coming to those who have rejected the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, there are those who have hated God. There are those who have hated the Bible. They've hated church. They've hated the name of Jesus. They want to live their lives the way they want to live their lives. They want to live and let live. They want to live with a philosophy that what goes on behind closed doors is nobody else's business. But listen, the truth is this. Everything is going to be revealed. And then we're going to find out that God knows what was going on behind closed doors. They're going to learn that God cares about what was going on behind closed doors. And they're going to learn that God will judge what was going on behind closed doors. So realize this, friend, to avoid this horrible judgment at the great white throne... You must be on God's list. You must be on God's list. Your name must be written in the Lamb's book of life. And friend, if you have been saved, that is you are trusting in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ, not in your own works, then i got great news for you. Your name's on the list. However, if you do not trust in Christ alone for salvation, but you trust in something else or someone else, i got to tell you this too. Your name ain't there. It's not there. Ultimately, only one sin, listen, hear me good, only one sin can bring the judgment of eternal hell. And that is the sin of unbelief. The Bible calls it the unpardonable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit of God. That means that that person has rejected and rejected and rejected the promptings of the Spirit of God for a person to put their faith in Jesus Christ to save them from the penalty of sin from the power of sin in their life, but also ultimately from the presence of sin in heaven. Unbelief. It's the only thing that can keep you out of heaven truly. And this judgment that I've been talking to you about this morning, it is a certainty. It's something you need to face. It's something you need to face. It's something your friend and your neighbor and your coworker. it's something they need to face because it's something every single one of us will encounter. So will the judge find your name on his list? Will Jesus find your name on the Lamb's book, in the Lamb's book of life? I want you to know that today it can be written there and will never be erased. Let me pray for you.